0: Episode 39 of the Fan Engagement Pod is a chat with Christopher Addison from Le Golf National in Paris, where he holds a customer experience and marketing role. He has also studied sports and management both at the renowned Stirling University and at Dundee, where he did a master's. This was recorded in summer 2020, not long after the first nationwide lockdowns finished both at home and abroad. Although he's done some football-related work with Mark Bradley at the Fan Experience Company, our chat centred on golf and the lessons that football can learn from the relationship between golf clubs and members. And there are many, particularly around loyalty and the challenge faced in attracting new participants in the face of other leisure pursuits. Don't forget we've got loads of other episodes. Episode 4 Buzz Baz Chat is now out, where we look at the value of fan engagement when you get that approach from a tech company why clubs value sponsorships and partnerships as they do, and whether leagues should be providing more help to build fan engagement strategy so clubs can focus on building resilient and successful sports businesses. Listen via the usual channels, search Fan Engagement Pod. Incidentally, if you're from a club in the top four divisions of English men's football, don't forget we sent out data collected for the Fan Engagement Index 2019-2020 which will come out at the end of April and it's there for your comment. Please get back to us as soon as you possibly can. And don't forget fan insights will soon become think fan engagement. Keep an ear out for more. You can join the fan engagement network at faninsights.co.uk forward slash network forward slash join. The
1: stuff is the feature. The stuff is the feature.
0: Right, yes. Um, so, um, golf now, um, something that, um, people might be surprised listening to a fan engagement pod, which most of the time is about football, but often is about, you know, is also about stakeholders. It's about sports that might be seen as similar, um, for example, rugby league or or, or similar. Um, and to get someone on who who works in golf might seem a bit of an odd one. Now, the reason I think that I was interested was because some of the things you were talking about on uh, initially on social media on twitter can you just explain a little bit about what we've been talking about which is how um a golfer um, as a participant and possibly also a spectator how they might be quite similar in many ways to fat to fans to 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 fans in the way that um we usually look at um on the fan engagement pod and in the work of fan insights yeah of course i think
1: um originally we had we had spoken through twitter after uh, after had been at a a psg game having been a resident just outside paris i've got the opportunity to go to well prior to the the current crisis able to go to the games and and recently they had a a friendly and uh, against celtic of all teams maybe from scotland and i had uh, an issue with a, an online ticket problem and i tried to contact the The club through their designated twitter fan services twitter account um to have to have no response, and uh, I think that's where where we got where we started talking because this was a limited attendance due to the current um ongoings, so not even ten percent of their normal capacity so it was interesting for me and then we we started talking about. Why clubs are are, are using social media—that's a conversation for another day. Um, golf, in that sense, is is very similar. That that players or spectators, if it's a if it's a professional event, they're they're looking for that information, um, and trying to reduce the barriers that are there to people coming to play golf.
0: Well, the thing I think what was really sort of what stood out when we were talking was um, was about that there was something of a uniqueness um, that we talked about that you can identify with a football club, a rugby league club, a rugby union club, maybe a cricket club. Um, so the idea that when uh, when you have a golfer, a golfer's relationship with a golf club and the golf course and the sport itself itself is it's not the same thing as a sort of form of entertainment. It's something that speaks to something a little bit um, deeper than simply, um, I'm just going to go and play around and golf. There is a there's a sort of, as you say, there's a uniqueness in the relationship between the two. So just explain that a little bit.
1: The, yeah, I think the uniqueness from from a golf perspective is that you've got this great link between... All abilities of golf. Whether you're a beginner, you're someone that's played all their life. Um, the vast majority of of golf courses now are, are becoming less private, more open, more accessible. Um, we're seeing a, a change in in the way that golf's been viewed from from an outsider's point of view. Um, uniqueness is that you're you're able to. Walk in the same footsteps as the, as the very top level professionals. And a lot of um good golf courses, again of, of all different sizes and and backgrounds, are are very much at the heart of the community. Um so I think that's certainly an area of strength for a lot of, of golf courses in the, the UK, especially considering. When in Scotland alone, there's around 550 golf courses. So it's not that people don't have a, a lack of choice. There's, there's, there's an un- unbelievable amount of choice there. Um, so in terms of in- engagement, yeah, it's from prior to the first visit and, uh, and, and arriving at a golf course for the first time, that engagement's very, very crucial if, you're, if you want people to come back.
0: Okay. Just tell me a little bit about that so this um you were talking before we started about that whole um uh that point that we have uh in football. Um that the 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 curious reason that people support go and support a football club. Can often it can often be a very curious reason. Um are you you yourself are done it's Dunfermline, isn't it? Dunfermline, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Dun- that's my now that,
0: yeah. And I seem to remember that you support Dunfermline because your dad was from the area.
1: Exactly, yeah. My dad grew up in Dunfermline and his dad's from Dunfermline. I have no ties. Yes. I wasn't brought up in Dunfermline, but.
0: No. And I suppose where I was kind of coming from in terms of golf was you were saying that there's a sort of, there tends to be that kind of people will. Um, you know, won't necessarily go. I'm going to go if they've never done it. I will go and play a game of golf. It tends to be something that's passed on through social relationships, through family relationships, maybe, uh, and, and, and other connections. People aren't doing it in 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 quite that way, where it's just simply, well, I'll, as I say, get up in the morning and play a game of golf.
1: So the- yeah, it's, it's very yeah, it's un- it's very unusual for for that to be a spur of the moment. Sort of um decision to just get up and go and play golf um one of the changes that has happened in recent years in golf has been the use of of technology, certainly to make it more accessible um for beginners. um You're seeing a lot of the new venues which are often under the banner of um, top golf. I'm not sure if you've heard of top golf.
0: Uh, no, no. Carry on. Okay. No, no. I'm not aware of it. No, no.
1: Um, so they're trying to sort of revolutionise the way that non-golfers are, are being introduced to the game, where you can go to a, a local driving range, hit some golf balls, have drinks, foods. Certainly, it can be a a work um event or with fr- family or friends, um, and really sort of revolutionising the experience. Of, of what would be seen to a non-golfers is pretty boring, probably. So, um, and then through this technology, you're able to see how far you've hit the ball and, and then you can compare yourself to other people on um, all over the world, pros included. So it's it's interesting to see where the, the technology's taken the game.
0: So being someone who's had a, a passion for football over a number of years, um, yourself. There's you know, it's what's interesting as well is to talk to someone who's you know you've you've you studied for four years at Sterling which is a very well renowned university for sport um and in fact is where I still I believe is still S D Scotland are based mm-hmm. um and um uh and you obviously did your you, you then did a master's there as well in marketing. The interesting bit is to, it, and it's one of the reasons I like talking to people from other sports as well, people who've at least dipped their toe in other sports and worked in them, is I'm quite interested in, if, if, I, um, if I said to you, do you think um, do you think football has a tendency to, be, tendency to be a bit lazy when it comes to fun engagement? And I'm really talking about, as opposed to the fun experience area so much, and I know you've worked in that with, done some work with Mark Bradley at the Fun Experience Company, um but actually, just in the understanding of the maintenance of a relationship between the participant in this case a fan um and a club do you do you feel there's do you feel that football has it much much easier than than a lot of other sports and doesn't have to work as hard and that might have something to do with why in many cases relationships become so degraded and problematic between clubs and fans
1: yeah i think I think there's a broad understanding and acceptance that Football can create loyalty like no other. Um, There there is an element, obviously, of loyalty in golf, where people have played at the the same course for for a number of decades. But your tie to your football team will certainly probably stay longer. Um, I think that's maybe where you're talking there about an element of of laziness, is perhaps in football that there's an assumption that that loyalty is going to stay. regardless of how the club's being run, communicated, how how season ticket holders are being how they're being valued, I think um in that sense, golf clubs um have, have also in, in recent years had had seen a, a decline in, in membership, um really a nationwide thing. Um so often in times of crisis, that can bring out the best of clubs. Um, football golf and I think there's a good understanding in golf now of the value that a a member can bring and um, it's really it's almost like your best salesperson's a a satisfied member.
0: Okay so let's go down that road a little bit then because it was something that um, came up in a conversation with um, uh, well actually it was a conversation um, it was a piece of a little piece of work i'm 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 going to be doing with someone at doncaster uh, and with doncaster rovers and it's looking at um their advocacy um strategy really Mm -hmm. and it was a a very um uh, i mean it sort of became that they didn't they didn't start um they didn't start with an advocacy strategy and look to implement it they started with a state of mind about how they view the fan um and then uh, implemented things, did things, you know, in, in, um, executed tactics on the basis of what was necessary. And that turned out to be a, an advocacy strategy. Now, in their case, what they were, the issue they were dealing with was that they had problems with their um, ISD. It was the ISDN lines. So mm-hmm. they you know, doing down the line from from clubs uh, and the, the quality might not be so good at a certain club. Um, might be better at others, and it didn 't matter what kind of equipment you took along the uh, the quality wouldn 't be very good and that wasn 't the issue that, an issue that was created by Doncaster Rovers it was created by the poor equipment at the other club and actually, what they did in the end and it 's just an interesting point that you made about um, you know the best um, spokespeople for your golf club mm-hmm. um, is that the, the they, they approached the people who were the most vociferous. Uh, and and irritated quite rightly in, in in many respects about the quality because they were paying for a subscription um, for the radio cover for the coverage um, and um, they they built a, a dialogue with them um, and uh, and in fact now when they have issues over some of their um, maybe it might just be you, YouTube um, coverage it might be you know I think it was something as simple as a spelling mistake mm-hmm. or, or putting putting the wrong name on a player which can happen sometimes, especially you know when you're in a hurry and you're trying to package up um, highlights and interviews and put them online. Uh, and these people actually effectively work with them now and will help them out and will point things out to them that are useful. So it's interesting because that was exactly what you, you know, you were talking about advocacy. You were talking about people becoming your spokespeople. Do you you know, that's something that, that golf clubs do then, is it? They pursue that good ones, I presume recognise then that these members can be not just good participants and they use the facilities and keep the money coming in and buy golf equipment at the shop, what have you. They actually can end up being useful to the club in other ways.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that um, strong, strong membership is genuinely underlined by, by, strong engagement from the very top level of the the golf club um, Or even in the governing body in in certain countries as well they've that Understanding the um, The influence that, that uh, a Satisfied golf member can have for instance um, Regular occurrence uh, across a good number of golf courses is to have a you know a members day where golf members can bring along a certain amount of um friends guests um to to play the golf course have have um lunch or or dinner afterwards and and really experience what what they do on a more regular basis um so i I think that little things like that can certainly help them feel valued um often like you know as a sort of subscription service whether it's a season ticket or golf membership you pay your your money at the start of the the season and then afterwards you, you you can often not hear very much um or feel a bit cut off from from the decision makers at the uh the top level um and i think the golf clubs that are doing well are are reducing the gap between the the directors, the the general managers and your your everyday members. There's there's really that point of contact regularly uh, available.
0: Hi. I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about Match Day Digital, the world's first. Football First digital magazine platform, bringing together premium paid content from clubs, match day programmes, popular football magazines, newspapers and high quality fan produced fanzines. It's quite the list. Uh, Match Day Digital brings football content and supporters together in a single app, which allows clubs and other publishers to deliver their content to a much wider audience than they would through their own print or digital sites and apps, all especially relevant obviously during this COVID era. You can download the app on google play and apple store go to matchdaydigital.co.uk for more and if you're a club drop the fellas over there a line they're really friendly and i'm sure they'd love a chat with you about your needs yeah so although it's okay so although it's functionally slightly different or it's it's structurally slightly different in that you have membership and those people put people in charge to um to run the course run the club the, um, the dynamics are very similar, aren't they? Because um, the people who are uh, those members there, again, it's the dynamic being I, I care more about this than I do just, you know, my local grocers. Um, and those are the dynamics that are always interesting to, 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 to profile in what I'm doing here because um, it's very easy to stay stuck in a box marked football. Mm-hmm. And actually some of the issues are very similar. Um, and although you've got a mechanism that might allow you to change the type of people running your golf your golf club, the the fact of the matter is is it's better to engage with those people actively, isn't it? And to and to keep them on side rather than to make enemies of them because they'll be, pe- you know, or even, you know, just not really engage with them regularly,
1: isn't it? Absolutely, and I, th- I think the more regularly the engagement and the contact is, the, even if there's always issues, as normal any sports organisation, there's always going to be um, little issues here and there. If you're having regular contact, you're more likely to to minimise these and, and and allow your 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 club to react certainly quicker and and appear more efficient, and that, that's only going to improve satisfaction amongst the. The golfers that are coming to play. So, how much is it? Um, how much is
0: it about? I pay this money to be a member, and I want I want a good service. And how much is it? Look, golf is something I do because it it matters. In you know, in, it, I mean, you know, it could be something as 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 apparently just unconnected is good for your mental health because you know walking. <laughs> I don't play golf. I have to have to be honest, but walking all that distance. And playing rounds of golf has got to be good for your mental health. So they people might do it for that reason. And so um the reason that the person might be keen to to be doing what he does and or she does, and playing playing golf and being involved in golf in that way might be different. But how much of it is that you have a lot of people who want look, I just want a good service. And how much of it is do you think um, look, golf is something that actually matters to me in my life? It's not just about um, you know, turning up and not having to wait for three hours to start a game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, generally uh, golf will be a part of their life, um, be a part of their like we discussed before. Generally, you're you're introduced to the sport by a a family or a friend or a colleague. Um, so generally, golf will be part of a part of their life. I think what what certain clubs are doing well now is is realising that golf has to fit into their their other life, their work, their family. Um, whereas before, it was certainly much, much less flexible, and it was the idea of well, you're a, you're a member or you can't play. Um, whereas now, it's it's basically that if you're a, a member somewhere, you're you're going to have the best value for money in terms of to fit the the amount of the number of games of golf you would like to play but it's 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 becoming much more open door policy for for those who who can't have who can't commit the time to play three four times a week
0: Hmm. yeah okay so it's interesting then that that's it's probably facing the same challenges that football um has increasingly done when when it comes to other leisure pursuits other things you could be doing and and number one if you're not providing good value for money people won't um, be happy so there's that part that group but number two if you've got these long-term players people who have very been very committed to the sport um, and and you don't engage with them properly and you don't treat them with a the degree of respect that they deserve then those people and those can often be very deep foundations those those sorts of participants in a sport and you know in football fans in your case um players particularly, um, if you lose those very deep roots, all you're left with is, or you're left increasingly with a group of people who are are much less fussy, much more inclined to stop going and won't be very interested in, um, you know, they, they don't have the deep roots. So you've got to maintain both, haven't you, really? You have got to. So I suppose in some senses, you've got to have the right balance of, if you like, in football, we would call it fan experience and fan engagement. Um, And in 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 golf, we'll call it what you know: experience and engagement. You want to feel like you're not being ripped off. You want to feel like you're getting a good return when you do spend your money. You want to feel like you've got access to good facilities, and that you know toilets are clean, foods good. One hundred percent. I think
1: like yeah, exactly. It's certainly yeah. When you're looking at sort of engagement marketing, then golf clubs are going to promise X, Y, and Z that you're you know you're going to have. A golf course that's in very good quality you're going to have the chance to meet new people good food and beverage available um that real that real value for money um and then when you arrive it's got to meet what what you're what you're saying on online so um we're certainly seeing an increase in the importance of uh online reviews as as more and more golfers are, are with the help of technology or booking online Um, and and certainly the reviews, it's becoming more and more sort of like a a hotel process where you you look at a few reviews before deciding where you're going to stay.
0: But the point as well, of course, is that you you still, as I say, got that important group of people who you've got to, um, uh, you know, if you like in football, you 're always going to have or in sport you're always going to have a group of people who who might turn up on the day or might come occasionally. you also need to find a way of looking after those deep rooted um, um, uh, players in your case fans or what have you that you need to you need to be doing both don't you and if you get drawn away into so let's say you know you get drawn away solely into the new markets and trying to mm-hmm. Um, encourage new people with the new language with the new approaches you you do the risk is you can end up alienating um the existing uh members and players and in the case of you know in the case of rugby, it's interesting actually I mean in the case of rugby league mm-hmm. uh, it's arguable and I've been talking to a few people who've worked in and work in rugby league at quite senior levels recently you know they they talk a lot about the the sorts of changes that rugby league in England made and that there was too much tinkering. There's too many changes. And what you've done is you've, you, might have, you might have attracted a few other new people. But what you're doing is you're putting off the people who've got that loyalty and have been fans of that club for so many years. Uh, and, and because you're not recognising that before you start thinking of fan experience and how you can improve what you're delivering, you're not thinking, who are the people I'm trying to satisfy? I want to satisfy new people, but I need to satisfy these very deep-rooted people because they end up being my biggest advocates. Like you said about your golf members.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um, that's been a, a common common issue for for a lot of golf clubs that have faced decline. It's, it's this um, idea that change um, is, is is a must because we're on the decline. Um, we, we need to do something different to try and attract new people. Um, whereas after the the lockdown period, the the rise in demand for for golf in general, but for memberships, it has soared. Um, and I think now more and more clubs are, are realising. You look, look after who you've got, and and that will that that's really your, your your starting block.
0: Right, no, exactly, and I, th- I think for me that's probably one of the most important lessons from this conversation is that there is a, um, and it's a good it's it's a I didn't think it was an awkward parallel. There's a that parallel between, um, rugby league and golf in this case that if you're not careful chasing after all these changes. To try to attract people to your sport, actually, what you fail to recognise, and when you have a moment like the one we've had um, through this through this COVID nineteen crisis, that that the people who will come back to you will be the people who are the most loyal, and that if you if you pay attention and look after those people, then actually that's the best starting point to have, and they give you the best foundations, and they advocate for you, and and actually, I mean, talking to people like you about your your sport of golf or talking to people about so other sports other than football, people about rugby league, they're so passionate about it. Actually, if you just let those people tell your story, I think you could probably find all of your increases in crowd through that and not any natty marketing, certainly nothing independent of that. And, and actually, to me, it seems here what we're talking about is that If what we get back to is a sense of simplicity about what is it that people like about this? Why are people attracted to it? Why do people stay a member of something for 30 years? Just like why do people go to a rugby league club for 30 years through all the changes? Then you've got your secret source, haven't you? And that seems to me is what really it's all about, is finding what the the secret of your sport or your club is, isn't
1: it? Exactly. Yeah, We spoke just prior to that saying now, the, the good thing for a lot of golf courses is they're all unique in their own way. A golf course is a golf course, but but each to their own has a little certain something that, that you won't find at another one. And and as I said, you're not for, you're not spoilt for you you're spoilt for choice. Um in terms of football, you might have one or two teams in your your area. Um but out with that it becomes a little bit unpractical to, to travel and 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 spend the time and money to go to, to, to another place whereas as golf often there are several clubs within the area um, and I, I think even at the top level now as well you're seeing um, subtle changes but as we were talking about focusing on on what it is that that, that golfers enjoy about the sport um, they enjoy they enjoy the challenge they enjoy being able to see um, professionals do the sport that they, in a, in a way that they wish they could do. Um, but we can, they can all relate to, to the, the same problems. Um, a good example recently actually was from the European Tour, who in recent events in the UK have asked golf fans on social media to vote for where they would put the um, pin position on the greens yeah that's a great way to impact and influence the, the live event so when although there's no crowds there at the moment when you're sitting watching it on t v you can you can say well i've I've had an influence there on that that shot because he's he's missed the the green because the the pin's very difficult
0: so that's some of it's awkward some of the comparison between the two areas is awkward um mm-hmm. But actually the bits the, the little sort of gems in there are about I think that bit about for me um, about um, the the nature of who your most um, uh, your most enthusiastic supporters are, the most loyal people you've got exactly the bit that you've kind of teased out here is you talked about is. Loyalty, you can't buy that loyalty and you, and you have to foster it, don't you?
1: No, no, exactly. You're looking after the, the members who, who, as you say, are going to be the most loyal to you, probably going to spend the most money and, and are the most likely to introduce new people to the sport when, as we said, that's often how you're going to get into the game is, is through an introduction. Um, so we talk about stakeholders, that's your number one stakeholder. Um, Then when you're looking at ways to attract a a newer generation, a a newer target audience to golf, then then that's where you you, you can introduce your subtle changes. Um, But it's it's a strong like football, you've got your strong traditions and and that's what what people enjoy.